0: In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Welcome, everyone. It's nice to be at the end of, of the series, because always when you're at the end, you feel like it's an accomplishment. If you read a book in the Bible and you finish, it feels good to finish that book in the Bible. And we're at the end of this series of Jesus for President, and today's kind of a unique day because it's a voting day. You know, today's a day that we have to vote and, and kind of acknowledge our true citizenship with God. You know, the way it works with God is always the last will be first, down will be up, up will be down. The way it works here for your citizenship, you have to vote first, then you get your citizenship. Usually you're a citizen, then you're allowed to vote. Not here with God. First, we need to vote and really acknowledge that, is God really my president, my king, the ruler of my life or not? And that's kind of where we are today. And... We're going to go through one of the, I think, one of the most important requirements for citizenship. And it's one of the verses in the Beatitudes that really, 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 really touching and really important and sometimes misunderstood. So let's look at it together. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. This is one of the most important requirements if we want to belong to God or vote for God or, or make God our ruler, this one is one of the most important. It looks intimidating, pure in heart. You get to see God. Is that really possible to see God? Is it really possible to have a pure heart? Well, we're going to get into that today a little bit. Right when we hear pure, that word pure or clean, we, we love to have everything clean. I mean, we're in COVID time where we have to sanitize everything and sanitize our whole body and sanitize everything in our house and it's, it's, it's something that we're now become obsessed with being clean. Even when you go to certain countries and you can't breathe the air, it's not clean air, we have a problem with that. It's like, this is, can't even breathe. You know, and a lot of times, I, the other day, I was at some restaurant and the mug was like full of lipstick. Like, that's, you know, we expect, all of us expect 100% Clean, 100% pure. Even our food, right? I don't think any one of us, if you see bugs crawling around in your food, you would like it. It reminds me of a story. um, I was with Bishop Paul in Africa. And we're out in a remote village, and, you know, food is not really, there's not a lot of food out there. Not the kind that we are used to, of course. And his grace, Bishop Paul, is very, very you know, simple, he loves to eat whatever is there, and they put some food there, it looked different. He started eating, and he told me to eat. I said, okay, he's doing it, let me do it. So I start eating, and it's pretty crunchy. So I, I lean over to, like, the, the local deacon, I said, what are we eating, by the way? He said, this Caterpillar. I was like, Caterpillar, that's interesting. And, um, of course, that was probably the end of my meal, but uh, others kept enjoying it and kept going. Missions, really, there's lots of excitement. That wasn't the end of it. I remember one time we were in another country, I'm not going to name the countries, but we were in another country, and it was time to go see the delicacies of the country. So they have them, like, on a table, and, and you're supposed to, like, you know, let's go see what this food is. So they're going through some different kind of animals, whatever, whatever, it looks normal. And then the last one was, like, the, the best and most delicious one. And they opened it up, and it was, a, it, was a, it was a head of a dog. And, you know, some people may like that, and no offense to those, but for me, like, my meat's got to be different, <laughs> got to be clean. So, and there's many other stories. And I'm not going to tell you, I don't want to get you guys grossed out. You probably had a coffee hour, and your stomach's going to start rumbling. But at the end of the day, you get my point. All of us expect clean and purity in everything in our life but not so much with the heart. Like we have a high standard if we go to a restaurant and there's something wrong with the food or the drink, we say, take it back. We really have a high expectation. We need to keep that high expectation in all parts of our life, especially for our hearts and our souls. So where do we start? With blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Let's start with the end, as we've been doing every week, the reward. The reward. The reward is, we can see God. And that sounds, okay, what's, oh, that's okay. Figure of speech, it's not really true. We get to see God. What does that mean? To see God is to enjoy God's presence and companionship. To really enjoy him, to really see him in my life. Like, to see him in the little things, and to see him in the big things. That God himself and his kingdom is down here. It's within, it's all around. It's like saying, Jesus is sitting with me right now. He's walking with me every day. That's how clear it should be. It's not like some like fantasy or figure of speech or some analogy. No, it's not like that. When it says, see God, we're going to enjoy him. We know he's there and we feel his presence and we see what he's doing every day. And we enjoy his companionship like it says here. So seeing God is more than just oh yeah, I think I saw God in liturgy and I, I, I know God is there. No, it's not that you know just God is there, but you can see him and see his presence. You can see him protecting you. You can see him guiding you. You can see him and all his authority and all his power is given to us. Like if we have a weakness or we have a like challenge because... We can see God. Everything that God is, is now ours. It's kind of like a VIP pass, right? When you see God, you get a special power, authority, grace, blessing. We get that when we see God. So that's what I want to say. I think sometimes we read this verse. Oh, yeah, see God. I've seen him before. He did so and so. No, we really get to see him like he's standing next to us, like he's sitting with you right now. That when you move, he is the one guiding you, leading you, giving you wisdom. That's the kind of see God. Isn't that what well, all of us want that? That's what we all desire. I don't want God to be far. I want God to be in. I want God to be next to me in my friendships, relationships, at my work, at school. God has to be there. And everything that he is is now ours. That's part of the VIP. Speaking of VIP, or we were one time in another country. And um, we're trying to cross the border into another country. And um, honestly, I was very confident with my American passport. I would go right into that country without any problems. And, you know, like, sometimes we Americans are a little bit, I mean, maybe it's just me, but we're boastful a little bit. And, you know, it's like, you know, we got the American passport here. I can just wave the passport. I can get into any place I want. And that's kind of the mentality, mentality I had. And then... We ran into this one place at the border. They took our passports. We are a group of us. They took our passports, and they wouldn't give them back. I said, what's the problem? They said, no, your people took something from our people. I said, I don't know about, I don't know which people you're talking about. I don't know my people. I'm sorry. On behalf of my people, I'm sorry for taking anything from, from your people. But can, can we have our passports, and can we, can we continue on our way? No. You're not going anywhere? And we're not giving your passports. This is a true story, by the way. <laughs> you're not giving your passports back. Your people took something from our people. I said, you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> Forgive our people. Please don't, you know, don't take it. <clears throat> and they were looking through all the passports, American, 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 American. And they hate, at this point, they hate me and they hate all the Americans. Then they got to Canadian. This one, I know you're not going to like this. But Anthony, you might not like this. Canadian, go right in. <laughs> One point for Canada today. Canadian, go right in. Like Canadian, we're Americans. <laughs> Let us in too. And what's the point of this story? The point of the story is when you have that citizenship with God. He gives us authority. He gives us permission. He gives us a way you have the wrong citizenship, if you have the citizenship down, you're not going to go very far, right? We want Jesus to be our president. We want to be part, we want to be citizens with him in that heavenly citizenship. We want that VIP. We want to see him. We want to see that he's in every part of our life. Matthew chapter 13, verse 16 and 17, blessed are your eyes for they see and your ears for they hear. For surely I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desire to see what you see and did not see it, and to hear what you hear and done, did not hear it. I know all of you want to see God. I know you all want to see him in everyday life. But I'm worried that maybe we can't see him. Many people who are righteous, they couldn't see him. Many people before couldn't see him. We want to see him. I want, like That would be the worst thing in the world, that we're followers of Christ. We can't even see him in our daily life. No, we must have that. And blessed are your eyes if you can see. And I'm wondering what stuff is keeping us from really seeing him. What are the things that are are keeping me from? And we're gonna speak about that in a second. But we we should see God in our disasters. When there's a big situation in our life, there's a there's a traumatic experience, there's a tough situation that we all face, we must see God there. But not just there, we must see God in everyday life. Like wherever we go, as we go home and my family. Wherever we go, we must see God in the small and the big. And it comes to the point where now when I see God, there can be a trial, but I can still find joy. There's a temptation. There's a sin that we do. And I still can overcome. When your life has chaos, I still should see the king of peace in that situation. That's seeing God. And that's what we want. So I don't want you to feel when you read that verse, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. That That's impossible. I'm not Moses or Abraham. I don't see God. I don't know. We should see him in the small, in the big, with our families at work. And not only just see him, but we have his VIP pass. We have his authority. We have his virtues. We have everything that he is He's giving it to us. That's seeing God. But there's a cost. And the cost, sometimes we don't want to pay it. You know, like when they, when, you, when someone offers you a good deal and at the end they say, okay, it's going to cost you something. Oh, I knew there was something, there's something attached to that. I knew there was not, this is too good to be true. You know, it's like reserving for like this, this great vacation at the end, you find all these costs coming at the end that they never talked about, right? That's not how it really works here, but I know that you're willing to do anything to see God in your life. And the cost is a pure heart. And you're probably thinking to yourself, pure heart? I like my heart the way it is. My heart's fine. I'm a kind of good Christian. I'm doing everything right. Doing everything like I'm supposed to, right? Pure heart. Let's kind of go into a little bit more. What does that really mean? Sometimes it's hard to understand what it really means. But the first thing there, as you see, it's, it's an inner thing, not an outer thing. Now, we're really good. All of us are really good at showing people around us that we're good people, right? The worst is when, like, if you're at home and all of a sudden your children act up and then you have to shout at them and then people are looking at you, oh, Oh, uh, you know, you try to cover it up. I say, you know, like it's okay, son. It's okay. I'll see you later, son. It's okay, son. <laughs> right? Like we try to have this kind of outer purity so people can say, hey, you're good. But that's not going to get us anywhere. I know it's embarrassing sometimes for people to know the truth about us on the inner, but at least we cannot, at least we can be honest with God. And the focus of pure, if you want to bless it or the pure in heart, we got to stop looking at oh, I went to church today, I took communion, I read the Bible. We Got to go a little bit deeper. We got to find out what's on the inside that needs to be worked on. And as you can see, the Lord himself says in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7, for the Lord does not see as man sees. Okay, so that's us. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. He looks straight right now into each one of our hearts, and he sees what's really there. He sees, what, he sees what needs to be cleaned. He sees my heart. He sees your heart. And that's why he's not doing that to make us feel bad. He's doing that to make us grow, to make us closer to him so we can see him. He wants us to see him. He's there, but I can't see him. There's too many things blocking. It. And there's something in my heart, and your heart, may be blocking it. So he looks straight at the heart. But There's something that's that's deceiving us. Again, we may feel, wait a minute. I, I'm good. I'm listening to good music. I, I you know, I, I'm worshiping in the church. And and again, it's the outer. But look what Saint Jerome says here. I really like this quote. It says, "Some have celibate, pure bodies, but the spirits commit adultery daily." How can that be? Like, if you're that pure, how can you have that one? Sometimes from the outside, you can. Do the best you can to do all the holy things and the right things. But still, we have to investigate deeper today inside to see what's wrong. An example Matthew chapter 5, verse 21 and 22. Let's look a little bit deeper. Look deeper with me today. Like, try to, when you read these verses, when you hear what I'm saying, examine yourself just a little bit deeper. I know sometimes we're afraid to do that. We're afraid to discover there's something about me that needs to be changed or cleaned, But this is a good thing because the reward is to see God, keep that in mind, and to be citizens of God, and so forth. It says here, You have heard that it was said to those of old, You shall not murder, and whoever murders will be in danger of the judgment. But I say to you that whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. Murder looks like the obvious thing that is a problem. But if you go deeper, anger, anger, why are you angry? Some of us are angry. Why are we angry? What's the problem? What is inside of us? You know, anger is almost equivalent to murder. I didn't murder anybody. I didn't do anything wrong to anybody. Anger. Is there anger inside? We're going to talk about that in a second. And if you get this next verse here, it says, you have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not commit adultery. Okay. So we know that you can't do that. All of us. Okay. We can't do that. But I say to whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart, inside. Is there that thought? Is there a thought? Is there a not clean thought? So Let's pray for that. Again, St. Clement of Alexandria says, Those who glory in their looks, not in their hearts, dress to please others. I know it's hard, guys. Everything we learned all our life is like we say, not in front of the people. We should diminish, not in front of the people. (laughs) We don't want to do something in front of the people. So we have an image. We have a behavior. We have something that we've created to make sure every people, people can look at and say, hey, we're good people. But then behind closed doors, in my secret room or with my family, who am I pleasing? Who am I dressed to please? I know in front of each other, we're we're here to please and show ourselves in front of each other. But in our deep rooms, that's where we're going to discover the issue. That's where we're going to discover where I need to work on. And that's the goal of today. I don't want us to pretend any longer, but to look deeper inside our hearts. Even our Lord was upset with the Pharisees and because a lot of the things that they did they, by, by the way, the Pharisees did everything spirit, religious, right? They did all the, the rites and all the things that they're supposed to do in the church. If anybody could do it, they did it perfectly. Look what our Lord says: that these people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. The question we ask, have to ask ourselves, Is my lips praising God, but my heart is far from Him? That's something we need to really examine today. Is my heart? Far from you, God. And I know you're probably sitting here thinking, that's not me. I'm talking about so-and-so. I know who it is. I'm not talking about me today. When I was preparing this, to be honest with you, I felt like me, 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 I have a lot of things that I need to work on. And if we have more time, I'll let you know about those things. But there's a lot of things I need to work on. And the heart is something that in phys- the physical heart is so important that it pumps blood to all the body. But the spiritual heart, I'm telling you, is equally or more important because when that's, that's the center of everything we do. If the heart is good, everything we do is good, right? So we have to discover what's in our heart. And actually, this verse, I really love this verse from Proverbs. It says, keep your heart with all diligence for out of it spring the issues of life. So what God is trying to say here is that protecting our heart And allowing it to be pure is going to make us live a different kind of life. But if my heart is just open, like it says here, preserve, right? Or keep. Keep your heart with all diligence. You know why it's so important? Because if I'm just saying that anything come in, like just like we're open. No, it's okay. Anything we listen to, anything we see, anything, just leave it all open. Our heart is going to get darkened over time. And then the way we live our life, because it says here, out of it spring the issues of life. So every, everything that comes out in our life comes from the heart. It's the source of everything. So what I'm saying to you today, and I'm saying to myself, we need to protect it. We need to protect it. Not just anything can come in. Because whatever comes in is going to cause us to live a different kind of life. Let's pray for that today. Let's go a little bit deeper. Pure in heart, it's not just doing the right things. We're good at that. We can do the right things. I can pretend with you. You can pretend with me. We can do all the right things, but pure in heart, it's not just doing the right things, but doing right things with the right motives. Why did you come to church today? Why do you fast? Why do you not fast when no one is there, but you fast when people are there? Why? Is there a reason behind that? We got to go a little bit deeper. Why do we help people on the street? I'm not trying to confuse you. I'm just trying to say... Like, doing good things, and now you're going to hate me for this, it's not enough. Why did you do it? Right? When you invite someone to your house, or you don't invite someone, what's inside? We need to go a little bit deeper on why. You know, it's interesting enough, and I know I feel this a lot as a priest, Teaching people the right things, but not doing it myself. Teaching my kids to be honest, but me not fully being honest. We watch our words carefully in front of each other, but at home, there's no filter. We need to think about, why is that? What's going on? There's got to be something wrong with that. And here's how we're going we're to go a little bit further now, is number two, not just inner, you need to focus on the inner, but we must denounce foreign allegiances. You can't be loyal to two countries, and you can't be loyal to two wives. Remember I said that one time in some country, and they said, no, I have three. <laughs> but anyways... <laughs> It didn't work out there, but I think you understand what I'm saying. So um, it's we can't have both. We can't be loyal to this country and another country. We can't be loyal to God and be loyal to something else. So let's look at this verse from Mark chapter seven. Look, and I want you to look at the beginning, the very beginning. It says, "For from within," right? That's the main part. From within. Out of the heart of men proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lewdness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile a man. So we can't just look at the surface level like we said earlier. We have to go deeper. But there's something, there's some allegiance that we, there's some, something that we worship. It's something that we love more than him. Like in Hosea, it's like, it's the idea of like, which is interesting. God still loves us, but we still we're loving other things. We have other lovers, right? And that's really what God is trying to say. I need you to remove those other things that you love more than me. You know? So we have to go a little bit deeper within. That's why the verse says, from within, there's lots of things inside of us. I don't know if any of this lists, do you have any of these things, but there's some things inside of us that we really need to get to the, get to the core of. We can't just look at the sin. From the high level, we've got to go deeper. You know, another example that I see sometimes is that, hey, we are good at doing small talk, right? You know, so you guys know what small talk, right? It's easy. Hey, how are you doing? How's the family? How are the kids? How's so-and-so? And inside, you're like, I just can't wait till this conversation is finished so I can just, like, I, this person is annoying. And in your heart, you're saying something different. That's a clue. Something's not wrong in them. Something's wrong in me. And that's what's hard to, to assess here because every time when we have a situation... It's easy for us to look at the other person. Oh, she has that. He has that. But inside, you can have a smile on your face and you can be asking about somebody, but inside, you can still be annoyed. Why are you annoyed? That's the question. We have to bring these questions before the throne of God. Is my point. Don't just leave it there and say, ah, you know, this one's annoying. This one is this one, this one. No, right? Let's get those things out and let's try to get to the symptoms, the deep, the deep core of what's going on. So how do I do that? How do I discover my foreign allegiances. Here's some things. Don't be upset with me. Look at your anger. Again, look at your anxiety, my anxiety. Look deeper, you know. I don't know if you see the last picture there on the right. Someone's talking and your ears are closed. It's easy for us to diagnose the problem in other people, isn't it? It's so easy. Hey, you know, she's like that, he's like that. Why are we getting upset for that simple reason? Why am I so worried all the time about what? Why am I worried? This should help us discover the root. Why am I so, like, close with my money and I have to hold it and I have to, like, is there something deeper, right? Is there something deeper? Do you say this, and, and, and like I said, the goal of this is not just to leave you in, 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 in this negative perspective, but the reason I'm pulling it now, because I want to end on a good way, but we have to ask ourselves honest questions. Do I, do I call people dumb, stupid, annoying in my heart? Do we do that? Why? Do you, feel, do you feel that you're being treated unfairly? It's unfair. It's not fair. It's not fair. Do you make an excuse why we cut corners? Ah, no, it's okay. It's, everyone is doing that. It's okay. Do we make excuses for that? Here's the thing that I always like to say is that the blind spots, you know a blind spot when you're driving a car, you have a mirror here, you have the mirrors here, you can see there. The blind spot is the one that you can't see. You can't see it. So usually in a car, you have to kind of turn around and and look and see. You may have a blind spot. I may have a blind spot. If it's a blind spot, here's the problem. You can't see it. So how are you supposed to know? (laughs) It's a blind spot. Most likely, the people closest to you, they already know. And if you're willing to ask them and willing not to be upset about it, they will tell you, you do this. It's hard, guys, because we have to be completely honest with ourselves. You know, it's not just honest. It's just accepting. There's something wrong in me. There's something I have to change. No one likes to hear that you're bad or you're doing something wrong. No one likes to. I don't like when you come to me and say, what are you doing? This, this, and this. I'm going to probably try to ignore you. I'll probably say, yeah, okay, sure, I'll take care of that. And inside my heart, I'm like, you know. So it's, I understand. I'm not saying this is an easy thing. But these are some Signs that maybe I have an allegiance or I have a love or I'm holding on to something that I need to let go. Are my words complaining, criticizing? When I come home, the food doesn't taste good. The house is dirty. The kids are making too much noise. Are my words complaining and complaining and criticizing? That's an alarm to say, hey, I have something that needs to be fixed. I have something that needs to be cleaned. Do I doubt the goodness of people around me? Am I cynical? Like, I don't No, that that person is doing that because he wants something. Right? He wants something. So he's asking for that or he's doing that because he wants something back. Instead of believing the best in each other, sometimes we, we doubt the goodness. The problem now is not in the other person. Again, the problem is in me. Do I compromise? Maybe at work. Maybe I'm not faithful 100% at work. Maybe I cut corners. Maybe I lie a little bit. Maybe I cheat a little bit. I say, well, it's a big deal. Everybody's doing that. Am I dishonest in the way I make money or save money? I'm not here to depress you, so hopefully, there's some good, good it's going to come better. Okay? <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, I got all those things. What am I going to do? The goal is to, to identify, and that's why it says discover. When you discover something, by the way, I feel it's good news. It's like when you discover the reason for any kind of illness. You discover the truth, then you can fix it, right? Discovering is good. Uncovering and discovering is good. So we can get to the healing. We get to... But I want pure in heart to seek God. I want us to have God in every part of our life. I want that VIP pass. I want that citizenship for you and for me. But to get there, this, this purity of heart, it's an inner thing. And we have to discover if I'm really connected or I have an allegiance to something else. So then what do I go from here? Then I got to go to the number three. I must pledge allegiance to the real king. That's why we're here. Jesus for president? My president? Is he really my president? Have you accepted him as your president? Sometimes we don't accept who's our president. No comment there, but you know what I'm saying. We must accept, and we must accept not just that he, Jesus is our president, but accept everything he tells us to do. And I have to pledge allegiance to my real king, honor him and whatever he says. And when we do that, we'll be filled with all the fullness of God. Now here, that's that's why this verse is important. This is this verse that, I hope you can see it clearly here. I love this verse and I hate this verse. And I'll tell you why. (laughs) Because this is a really dangerous place to be. We can say, no, I stopped doing that and I stopped doing that and I stopped doing that. Great. I'm good to go. Look at this. Luke chapter, you know this verse very well. Luke chapter 11, verse 24 and 26. When an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places, seeking rest and finding none. He says, I return to my house from which I came. When he comes, he finds it swept and put in order, all clean. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter and dwell there. And the last state of the man is worse than the first. We can't just say, I stopped doing that bad habit. If you do that, it can get worse. We have to say, I've stopped doing that bad habit, but I am actually doing a good habit. And we always hear that in the church, and you know this very well, but this is so true. Like, sometimes we get worse than before. So it's not just removing a negative thing, it's replacing it with something good. And that's what we need to talk about here. Like, I need to put here, listen, a small example, and you know this very well. We need to put more scripture in our mind. More scripture because my mind can be transformed. I need to have <clears throat> more unceasing prayer so my heart can be purified. My Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. The Jesus prayer. My Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Prayer, prayer, scripture, sacramental life that we have. Keep filling. That's the way I pledge allegiance because you know it's an inside thing, so I have to keep bringing. Goodness in my soul. I was at, um, I think I told this story before to someone. I was at Mount Athos in Greece. And then the the elder of the monastery, he came to knock on my door and I want to see you right now. Okay, this must be really important. He takes me and he says, I want you to stop focusing on your sin. Don't confess your sin. Don't worry about your sin right now. Are you talking about I'm here to kind of remove my sin? That's why I'm here for three days in the monastery. He said, no. He said something like this. But this is from Elder Porphyrios. He said, do not fight. He said it in a different way, but it's the same idea. He said, do not fight to expel the darkness from the chamber of your soul. Open a tiny aperture for light to enter and darkness will disappear. Not only do we say, stop sin. Stop doing that. I need to stop. I need to be more humble. I'm not... I'm like, I got short-temperedness. I got, you know, bad thoughts. Let me stop, 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 stop. This from Elder Preferred says, hey, focus on just opening a light from heaven, a small light, and that darkness will go away. So now I'm turning to the positive side. Every one of us has got to find a way just to bring a little bit of light in. Not just to say I'm the worst and beat our chest and I'm doing that wrong. Just a little bit of light, just a little bit of light from heaven can take care of all that darkness. So when I'm focused like that, filling myself, strengthening myself, scripture and, and prayers and, and, and coming to liturgy and all those things, not to do them from the outer. Remember, if we do it from the outer, we lost. It's an inner thing. I'm standing before the presence of God. I'm, I'm pledge allegiance. You know how the kids stand every day and they pledge allegiance every day. We have to stand up every day just like the kids do in the school and say, God, you're my king. And just open up a little bit of light. That morning you do that or that afternoon or that evening, that little bit of light, remove that darkness. That's what it means to pledge allegiance. To the king. Spending time in the presence of God will make a difference. The sun outside, if we brought it inside this church, it would affect us. We'd be burning. We couldn't say we left the church the same. We we would have left the church differently. Would have been <laughs> crispy and we would have been dark. We leave the church differently. When our Lord Jesus Christ is in and filling us, we're not going to leave the same. We're going to be different. We're going to change. The problem is, maybe I don't pledge allegiance every day to to God. Maybe I don't make him my president every day. We must fill him every single day. And that, like Abuna said during the liturgy, just one step. If I have a problem with anger or lust or whatever, hatred in my heart or greed or envy or whatever, just a little bit of that light can get me a little bit closer. Isn't that what we want? So every day, yeah, you have to identify and discover the, the foreign allegiances, but every day we must pledge allegiance to God. Say, God, I belong to you, I need you, and fill. If it's unceasing prayer with the Jesus prayer or it's the scripture or whatever, keep filling. It is doing something. Don't doubt that it's doing something. Just one step at a time. Number four. Purity of heart requires regular washing. Wash again and again. Like I said earlier, like, how many times do we sanitize every day? It's actually to the point, I think my hands are like... (laughs) like something's happening to my hands now. I think we, we wash so much and we sanitize so much that it's like we are really scared of COVID to the point where we'll do anything. Masks, sanitize, distancing. We're really concerned about COVID, but there's a spiritual COVID we must be concerned about and we must wash every day. And many times a day, we must have that same zeal towards it. It's going to take water and it's going to take washing. We know that When Christ spoke to Nicodemus in John 3, he said, must be born of water and spirit, will inherit the kingdom of God. Water and spirit, water. We know that symbolizes baptism, but there's a second baptism. What is the second baptism? The second baptism, which is also with water, which is the tears of repentance. It has to be there. I must wash daily. I have spiritual COVID. I must wash daily. I can't be so concerned about the physical COVID and like ignorant or lazy or not focused on the spiritual COVID. And even I like how St. Paul says it in Hebrews right here. This is really important. Pursue peace with all people and, and what? Let's say it together, and holiness. Again, pursue peace with all people and we must pursue it. Without which no one, no one will see the Lord. Remember, blessed are the pure in heart, but they shall see God. We must pursue it. It's not going to come to you. You have to go after it. I have to go after it. Holiness and peace with all people, go claim it. This citizenship is yours. Jesus is our president. It's ours. We must really vote for him to be part of our life. We must really claim it to be ours. Do you want it or not? If you want all his power and all his authority and all his blessing and all his virtues to be yours, and you want him to be next to you, you want to see him, you want to be part of every part of our life, you want his protection. You want his healing. All those things can be ours. We have to claim it. We have to pursue it. It's not going to come just like that. We must wash daily. And to be honest, we must schedule regular time of washing daily. You know why I say schedule it? Our life is so scheduled these days and everything except this. There should be a time every day that I stand before the Lord and fill up and and ask God to clean me and wash me. We should schedule. Some of us are good at scheduling to the second. I'm doing this even to the second. We must schedule daily time in His presence and wash. Time at home alone with God, time at home with my family, so we can also be in His presence. Time in the church, with the mysteries and the sacraments. Time, not just in the church partaking of sacraments, but time in the church with the people. We need each other. We can't do this alone. I can't follow God and remove all my weaknesses and without you guys and you guys without us, like we're with each other, right? Like we need each other. That's the church. So yeah, you should be alone with God, filling up, washing. But we come to church today today, to get washed as a group. And when we have the life groups and all the group meetings we have is so we can support each other. That's important as well. My concern is that sometimes our room gets so dirty that we don't even realize it's dirty anymore. One time I was coming back from another country uh, in the mission field and I met Josiah and Mary Grace and they're like, Dad, you look different. One of them said, "Dad, you look different," and then the other one said, "Dad, you smell different <laughs> so <clears throat> I didn't realize being away in the in the in the, <clears throat> in the in the deep bush of one of the countries that you know I just had like layers of dirt on me and I wasn't smelling so good, and I didn't realize it because I'd been in it for so long weeks so i th- I thought it was normal. I don't want us to be like that. I want us to be that we're doing something so like like Not dirty, but something wrong that we don't even realize we're doing anymore. It becomes a habit. All God wants to do is wash me every day. Let's allow him to do that. And this is, you can see more clearly in Ezekiel. I love this verse, Ezekiel 36, 25, 27. This is what God will do. If we're willing to be washed, this is what he will do. It's like a promise here. He says, then I will sprinkle clean water on you and you shall be clean. God, I need that. And we need that. I will cleanse you from all key words here all your filthiness and from all your idols, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. God wants to clean every part of us inside. Remember, when we protect our heart, preserve our heart, keep our heart, the way we live outside our life will be impacted. I don't want you to have a suffering life. I don't want you to have bad friendships, relationships. I don't want you to be <clears throat> I don't want you to, in your heart, be annoyed and be disgusted and be hurt. And on the outside, you show something different. I want on the inside and the outside for all of us to be the same, to be pure and to be clean so we can see God. If not, we're never going to see God. We're never going to see God, but it says here, if we wash daily and if we focus on the inner, and if we get to the root of the problem, God says, I will sprinkle clean water on you and you shall be clean. I'll cleanse you. And I like all. Like it's not even some, all your filthiness. So if you're in the church today and you need some cleaning, God's ready to do it and do it in a great way. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. I want us to enjoy the benefits of citizenship with God, the heavenly citizenship. I want us to have that VIP pass. I want us to enjoy this time with him that what is his is now ours. His tenderness, gentleness, Humbleness, kindness, all what he is, is ours. I need that. You need that. We need to work on it. Pursue it, like we said earlier. Let's not focus on the outer, how we look in front of people. Take me to the inner God. Show me clearly what's on the inside. Remove it. Don't let me have allegiances with anyone except you. I pledge my allegiance to you and you alone. And, And schedule time every day to wash. The last verse I want to share with you, I love it very much. It's God saying this to you and to me. My son, give me your heart. My daughter, give me your heart. I want it. I want it back. It's mine. I want to clean it for you. I want to give you a new one. Are you willing to give it to him today? This series is finished, but the work is beginning. We must vote today. This is a voting day right here. We must vote for him to be our our king and pledge allegiance to him every day. And there's so many benefits that go with it. Congratulations on your new president, our Lord Jesus Christ, and no one else. His presidency is not for four years, it's eternal. Let's enjoy it. Let's enjoy the benefits. Glory be to God forever. Amen. Let's stand for prayer. In name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Lord, we look to you now. All of us are standing before you. You are a king. You are our president. You are our leader. We know that we have things deep in our heart that you want to remove. We give it to you, Lord. We can't do it alone. We need your power. We need your grace. We need your mercy, Lord, on all these things, Lord. We want to see you. We want to touch you. We want to know you. We want you to be walking with us in every, every day. We can't live this life without you. It's too hard, Lord. Too much pain, too much suffering, too much temptation. Too much trials and tribulations is too much for us to handle alone. We need you, Lord. Help us. Be with us now. Please bless all those who are standing before you, all those listening right now. That we give you our heart. You said, son, daughter, give me your heart. We give it to you. Say, God, clean it, purify it, restore it. Give us a new life, a new resurrection. Live us, live differently. Lord, help us to have the coolness and the peace and the joy, all those things inside that, are, that we need, Lord. Give it to us. Please bless everyone before you. Please forgive us our sins. We love you, we honor you, we ask all this in the intercession of St. Mary, St. Mark, St. Mina, St. Timothy, St. Athanasius, and all the saints. Lord, hear us, we thankfully say, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, deliver us from evil. In Christ Jesus our Lord, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us here today. You can find us on any social media platform and feel free to share a message that inspires you with your family and your friends. If there's anything we can do for you, please visit our website and let us know how we can help or even how can we pray for you. If you aren't receiving our weekly email, please click the Stay Connected button on our website. Thank you again and please have a great day.